Welcome to We're Not Wizards. We are the best, but not wizards. Enjoy the show! Votes for Women Board Game Review Fort Circle Games Some games are purely here to entertain where you'll be playing on made-up characters in made-up locations against made-up enemies using made-up resources to achieve made-up win conditions. You'll learn how the game works and what strategies will win the day for you. Other games like Endangered will try to raise awareness of a specific topic and attempt to educate and inform you as you play. Then you have these special historical games that take you on a trip of information and discovery allowing you to learn about established historical events, while at the same time offering you the opportunity to potentially change the outcome of the same said events. In Votes for Women from Fort Circle Games, you take the journey and battle for the ratification of the 19th Amendment to the various states of America, gathering support and making women's suffrage a reality in the face of the opposition for maintaining the status quo. Votes for Women is a card-based area control game. Main actions are decided Based on a hand of six cards in every round, the game's asymmetrical, so both players will have a slightly differing powers that will change how they start the game and how they play the game to win. The game is split into two main parts, where the suffrage movement is trying to get enough support in the Senate to force the 19th Amendment to a vote, at which point the game moves into its final area, area control part, where both sides are trying to get the majority in every state. Playing is fairly straightforward. Your main actions in the game will revolve around the use of cards in order to play events that will help your side or trading cards for an action instead. Some of the event cards will have effects that last an entire round, while others will be historical events that will stay in play for the rest of the game and allow other cards to be played. The main board is broken up into a coloured control area, with each of those areas feeding in the states that surround them. For those who are outside the US, then Votes for Women is going to be as much a geography lesson as a history one, as the board only shows the two-letter state code for each of the states, while the cards only mention the states by name. I'll admit a couple of times I had to stop and check which states match to the appropriate letter coding. An American localization problem which has made me chuckle as I assumed it wouldn't be something obvious to the designers. Interesting. While you have campaigners who will move to generate support across each of the states, you won't ever actively move them until you're playing a campaigning action. It puts you in the situation where you potentially have an idea of what your opponent's next move is, but you won't know for certain until they actually play their move, and sometimes you'll find you'll end up mitigating previous actions instead of pushing forward. This is when the state and strategy cards come in that can be won and provide some bigger advantages to the player that wins them. Strategy cards are won through the process of auctions at the beginning of each round, where a player will bid in campaign buttons. State cards are won by being the first player to take four cubes in the matching state the card is from. The state cards change every game, and the strategy cards are a fairly large deck, so it really adds to a decent number of variables to future games. Votes for Women is a two-act game, with the first act consisting of the suffragists placing six congressional markers in order to pass the 19th Amendment for ratification. At this point, it's a race to fill the states with four support cubes, 
which allows you to trade them for either a tick or a cross, depending on which side you're playing. During both parts, you'll try to remove as many of the opposition cubes as you can in order to replace them with your own and win for your side. Events on both sides ramp up in both seriousness and effect, and it can lead to some real back and forward as you approach the end game. Once a 36 green tick is placed on the board, then the suffragists win. However, if the amendment is passed by the end of the sixth round to be sent to be ratified or, op- or the opposition gains the support of 13 states, then they win instead and the amendment is denied. Votes for Women has been designed to appear exactly how you would expect a game based round this time would look, with board fan and graphic design having a simple retro look and feel. Each card contains a miniature history lesson in its own right, with both informative text in the bottom of the cards as well as the main illustrations, which often contain photographs of the main players of the movements on both sides. Once the game is up and running and the map starts to fill with cubes, ticks and crosses, then the entire board becomes one huge political coloured type party. It gives an overall table presence that's extremely different to what I'm used to seeing grace my table, but it also serves as an important purpose of allowing you to see what the state of the board is in at any time. As I've mentioned previously, there's some slight frustrations incurred with the state names being absent from the board and even the rulebook, but overall... There's been obviously a lot of work put into the overall presentation of the votes for women. In terms of learning, what's clear, well laid out, and relatively easy to understand. The rulebook for votes for women gives useful examples as you learn the game, and it's actually pretty easy to learn off the rules without even the need to running a few practice rounds beforehand. We only came unstuck a few times in the game, when we weren't sure if an ongoing event triggered on every round, which would have been extremely overpowered for the suffragists. By the time you're on the second turn, you should have a grasp of what you should be doing. It'll be nice to see a turn reminder on the back of the rulebook because I'm old and forgetful. In terms of timing, you're looking around about an hour and a half to get through a normal two-player game. There's not a huge amount of setup time with both players needing only to the draw deck at the beginning of the game and considering there's only two players, then you can bag the components up in preparation for when you start. Votes for Women could have been a much simpler game. With dictated historical facts as you roll towards victory. Could have been dull. Something that paid mere lip service to the real struggle that occurred during the time. What you get here instead is a tight area control game in a very pure form. Where every action is closer to victory in one way or another. There's a real feeling here that taking a single one of the states have ramifications for the outcome of the game. As taking one back once there are a few opposition pieces can require you to do a lot more work to maintain the status quo. As the game progresses, the events in both players' decks become more extreme with historical situations that allow specific cards to be played that will either help or hinder you, and usually the tension is on from the start. Even though the opposition starts with a strong hand and position, if you sit by and let the Senate become filled too quickly, then you'll be on the back foot for most of the game, and as the game enters the final couple of rounds and the available actions become more extreme, there can be entire shifts in how the game is progressing, so at no point either side do you feel there's no point in finishing game if the other player has the advantage. If you judge this game on the subject matter alone then you'll be missing out on playing a game that delivers area control extremely well. You find yourself trying to plan and play like you're on some kind of chessboard and you'll often end up reading each of the event cards for the snippets of historical information that they contain. For those who want to delve deeper There's an entire collection of documents represented in the box for you to read over and digest. There's a small number of annoyances, like the lack of naming of the states if you aren't American that can cause confusion. There's also no mention of the similar effort that took place over the pond at the same time. 
These are small grains of sand sitting on a mountain of praise. Honestly, if this is the calibre games that Fort Circle are offering, then I'm sold. And I'm voting for them every single time. It's absolutely excellent. This review is based on the retail version of the game provided to us by the designer and publisher. We're not paid for this review. We give a general overview of the gameplay and so not all the mechanical aspects of the game can be mentioned. The majority of games that we play are going to take a reasonable number of sessions and playthroughs to fully understand every possibility that they offer. We hope this write-up gives you an idea of whether or not this game is something you consider playing or even add to your collection. Our six degrees of expectation have been written to make it easier for you to find out what is important to you as a player. Even if we don't like something, hopefully it gives you helps you decide if it's something that you would find out more about. We always suggest you check out a gameplay video to give you a better understanding of the game as it's played. If you want to read this version of the review, you can find it on our website, we'renotwizards.co.uk. Thank you for listening and goodbye. A wizard is never late. He arrives precisely when he means to.